0: Today's episode, y'all, is all about spiritual mediumship. And my friend Elisa Malangone, who is an internationally respected spiritual medium, is here today. She offers a genuine heart-centered approach when connecting with spirit, which, let's face it, can often lead to breakthroughs. Elisa holds workshops and teleclasses, which enables helping others to divinely connect to their own innate wisdom and intuitive spirit. And in today's episode, you'll learn what mediumship is and how it's different from other forms of psychic abilities, how light work and business is a process, and how you can become more intuitive in your business. This is... The Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Alisa, thank you so very much and welcome to the show.
1: Oh goodness, Nick, thank you so much for having me on, and thank you so much for showing up the way you do in such a big way these days. So thank you for inviting me.
0: I want to start by you telling us a bit about yourself, who you are what you do, who you serve, that kind of thing.
1: Okay, absolutely. That that always, a question like that always kind of blows me away a little bit because I have to go deep into, oh, wow, Elisa Malingone, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm Elisa Malingone. I'm a spiritual medium and transformational coach, first of all. And uh, I have had these innate Gifts and abilities to speak with the fourth and fifth dimension spiritual world since I've been very, very young. And I actually have very religious parents. So I was also conditioned to feel like I really needed to keep that to myself and hide a little bit. So it's taken me, it took me 40 years to really come out in my gifts. Um, But everything that I had been doing up until then, I was trying to validate or justify my gifts through my education and certifications and everything like that. And I really realized that I needed to just step out into my gifts. And it really just started at such a young age. It kind of developed from the age of three to the age of 40 to where I am today.
0: Okay. So much great stuff to unpack right there. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much there. I love this. Okay. Let's back up to, you said you're uh, a spiritual medium that works with the fourth and fifth dimension. Can you explain what is a spiritual medium and what do you mean by the fourth and fifth dimensions?
1: Absolutely. If you think about it, we're just on different experiences right now. We're energy having human experience and so my energy is able to tap into other realms and other energy and so around all of that what I do I think the best way I love to describe it is we are tapping into our innate language and we are speaking our native language and so I when I am able to tap into the spiritual realm and the fourth and fifth dimension is actually just the spiritual realm. I'm tapping into the language of the soul and intuition is language of the soul. And so with that, the language of the soul is our native language to try to simplify what I do and demystify what I do. I'm just actually speaking to energy that isn't in the physical and third dimensional realm.
0: You know, you, as you know, and most of the, the listeners probably don't know that, that I have my own medium abilities. I, am I'm, I'm not a professional like you are. I am not as gifted and talented as you are.
1: <laughs> well, you're pretty good, mister. <laughs> <laughs> However,
0: what the way that I like to describe it is that my intuition is talking to the spiritual realms intuition. It's as if yes. I could tap into the unspoken language that is between all of us, the energetic language between all of us.
1: Absolutely, and if you think about it, the universe doesn't speak in languages; it speaks in frequency. Mm-hmm. So to su- simplify it even more, we're we are speaking. You're right. We're speaking to the energy, and the frequency of the spiritual world. So
0: how is it different than? mediumship. How is that different than healing or channeling or a physical medium?
1: Well, where a medium's gifts lie is being able to connect to the energy around you. And so let's just take um, another person who is a practitioner and they have psychic abilities. Well, those psychic abilities, they read your innate energy, your present, your past and your future. But um, they they really kind of keep it to urinate energy and they're not really able to tap into the energies that are around you. The, the energies of your angels and guides, the energies of your loved ones who have crossed over or great friends who have crossed over or energies of ascended mass masters. So where there's a little difference with, with that and a difference with where a healer's, Energy comes in. A healer channels healing energy. And a medium channels all the energy around you. So we could I always tell people it could be a glee mashup of, you know, you've got Cindy Lopper, Pink, and some Britney Spears, you know, <laughs> with with a mediumship reading because you get you're reading all the energy around you. So in order to be a medium, you really can't be. A lower vibrational psychic. So you you already have to be a pretty high frequency functioning psychic in order to tap into mediumship because mediumship does pretty much use all of the psychic abilities to help pull all of that energy in.
0: So how do you get clear? How do you become the clear channel so that you know that it's not your stuff? It's not that that it becomes this, this vessel.
1: Well, I have many things that I do. Um, I mean, thanks to you, my dear friend, I've learned breathing techniques that help me get clear. I also leave ego at the door. And I just, I say an affirmative prayer to allow spirit to work through with, for, and about me in that moment. And to make sure that when I'm delivering them, it's not about me, it's about the mission. Mm. And so I stay in a God-like pattern and staying in that godlike pattern keeps me clear and keeps the channel clear.
0: I love that. So you mentioned the word God, which for some people freaks them out.
1: It does, right? it does, yeah.
0: Which is, which is interesting. And so let's go into your religious background and your youth here a little bit, because you mentioned that, First of all, that you you've known that you've had this gift since you were a child, right? That you knew that this and that gift. I, I want to make it very clear that we all have the the potential. Mm-hmm. We all have these abilities, right? Yes. I, I think that you would agree with me there.
1: Oh, absolutely. But that
0: you've been able to, in your words, tap in. You've been able to tap into it from a very very early age, and yet you were raised in a very religious home, which I know can be in conflict. That that idea can be in conflict with with one another. Right. Was it for you?
1: It was on many levels. The way I started to discover my mediumship abilities, and of course, at the age of three, a girl's, you know, a child doesn't really realize that they have psychic abilities or they don't really know how to identify the energy that's coming to them. So I love that people are explaining more to their children about their innate abilities and their their psychic abilities and their intuitive organics. Mm -hmm. I love that parents are letting their children be a little bit more of who they are these days. But when I was younger, my little brother is mentally handicapped and he has the mentality of an eight-month-old. And I started feeling him talk to me. So he wasn't physically speaking to me, but there was something about the energetic pull between us, the energetic communication that was happening. And I would was able to deliver messages to my mom and dad of what he was feeling and, and thinking. And if there was something wrong, uh, for an example, uh, he would like, I, I would recognize his cries you know, of what his needs were, but, um, he had corrective shoes and those are like cardboard, like wood shoes. Oh, they are. So, I think when I was little, I tried a pair of his on one time and it was like, Oh, these are so uncomfortable. He would share my, my toe hurts. So I would share with my parents. He's saying that his toe hurts. Well, you know, of course they're like, how was he saying that? But sure enough, they would take his shoes off and his toe would be blue. Mm. And so that's where it really began for me. And then, of course, you would have the occasional grandmother at, you know, the foot of your bed at night, uh, you know, reading you bedtime stories or, you know, telling you that this is absolutely real, but your mom's not going to believe it. So you might not want to go tell her, you know, but always would. Grandma came to visit me last night. Oh, that's nice, honey. You have such a beautiful imagination, you little spirit, you. So... (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: I can really relate to this because uh I know that when my I've been told that when I came home from preschool that my preschool teacher told my mom that I knew what kids were thinking and feeling mm-hmm. that I had this intuitive ability to speak for others which I find very interesting. Later in life, because what I do is encourage people to speak for themselves. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I was clearly voicing what they were feeling. And similar, I remember as a kid, the, the, the grandma at the bed, the you know, I, I had visitors. And right. what I began to believe were my imaginary friends, right? Because you were told, oh, that's your imaginary friend. And in my mind, it was like, yeah, it's imaginary, but it's also very real to me.
1: Exactly.
0: Very real. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So growing up in the, re- the religious home, which it, it obviously is not necessarily um, championed
1: right. to have
0: psychic abilities. At what point did you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to own this.
1: Right. Well, that didn't really start taking fruition until my 20s, my late 20s, early 30s. So I really kind of kept it – hidden really deep inside of me and I really feel like I did not get a chance to be my most authentic self until I stepped into these gifts Mm. and so when I did step into these gifts um I was an older adult around you know around 29 28 29 and I started exploring but I really didn't step into my calling and know or even know that I had a calling in this until I was about 39 or 40 so it took a while it took a long while and uh, it took l- peeling back the layers and relearning and unconditioning that learning that i had
0: i think that's really big for people to understand that that it took you some time that it wasn't an overnight boom i'm a i'm a, i'm a psychic right. right i'm i'm a medium you know you went <laughs> right <laughs> you went through a process of 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 shedding uh old patterning and conditioning, so that you could tap really in and get really clear so that you could be of service to others, and that it wasn't about some egoic thing that it wasn't fake that it wasn't that it was actually authentic to who you were
1: oh yeah absolutely it it was a process it definitely was a process um I actually wrote something down the other day that came to me I felt like it was channeled the spiritual progress is in fact a process. So as you progress into your spiritual path, whatever that may be, healing, psychic work, um, mediumship, any type of light working, any type of ministry out there, you really kind of need to get clear that and understand that it's not going to happen overnight. And if it does, there might be some clearing of your closet that you might need to work on a little bit.
0: You know, and I say the same for spiritual business. Right. right? Business itself, it, it doesn't happen overnight, right? It takes some time and it takes patience and it takes persistence. And I think it's very much the same thing. And I want to acknowledge you that, you know, you now have a six figure business doing this. Yes. This is Thank This you. is something it's beautiful the way that you've been able to really find your authentic voice and really help people. You, you're really of service to people. I want to dig in a bit more about how you, how you do it? Because I know for, it's different for everyone, right? Or not everyone, but there's different ways in which people, some people hear, some people see, some people feel like what is your process like?
1: Exactly. Well, I love that you asked that question because it brought me to an, I love Lucy episode with Ethel when she was doing the channeling and channeling Millie and they had the little seance and she was like, Earth to Ethel or whatever, whatever she had said, she was like calling Tilly to Ethel, Tilly to Ethel, come in. And I was like, that, that is so hilarious because um, it's not like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't quite work that way.
1: (laughs) It doesn't quite work that way. But for me, I'll just share with you what I share with everyone who sits with me is I simply let go. And I say, let God, and you know, we had mentioned that whole thing where you said some people freak out with that, but really whoever you see as source in power, you know, God, Buddha, the universe, all, we're all deeply one, right? But for me, I'll, I'll say I let go and I let God. I absolutely do not profess to know how anyone's reading is going to go because I know that spirit is, con- is in control. And I am only as good in delivering my messages as strong as the energy that that person brings me. Because, I, you know, I'll share with people, you have to be open here. I can't pull teeth, and I absolutely do not read brick walls. So... I see things very clairvoyantly first, visions, symbols, and signs. It's like playing a little bit of spiritual charades or putting a puzzle together. It really is. They do. They speak to me in riddles. They speak to me in rhymes, Nick. And I'll I'll share with people that I don't influence what I'm seeing with the clairvoyancy. If I get an apple, I'm not going to try to bake that into a delicious pie. I'm just going to bring the apple, and it takes you, me, and spirit to figure out what they're trying to say and what the message is at that moment. It's like a little tea talk. And then all of the other psychic senses start joining in with the clairvoyancy. But for me, it starts with the clairvoyancy. They'll show me in the beginning of a reading, they'll they'll show me man, woman, female, like when they're doing roll call. Um, I'll also have different symbols in knowing that it's actually the guides and angels that are coming in to deliver that message or to bring in that message first. So that's a big part of my process and how it works for me and how I show up to start delivering the messages and help others. With their shifting and their grief at the t- I never say i I heal, but it, you can really feel the healing when the messages start to to unfold, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I've had a reading from you, which was meant several actually, <laughs> <laughs> which are always so um you have this beautiful light touch, mm-hmm. but it's um it's an offering which I really appreciate. I I I have I've never felt like you're trying to tell me something. I always feel like you are offering the gift of spirit.
1: Of connection. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you for that. And, And that's one thing that I, you know, I always tell people that I know my place and my place is to deliver the messages as compassionately and clearly that I possibly can. And again, it, works with letting spirit lead and then just unfolding what I'm getting.
0: One of the things that I know business owners, creative soulpreneurs Mm. deal with a lot is their fear around being persecuted, the fear around um, being told that they're wrong, the fear of uh, putting themselves out there to be rejected, made fun of, poked fun of. What has your experience been like? in a profession that can be so susceptible to that?
1: There definitely is a stigma around the profession, for sure. Um, However, my goal was when I did feel like I was being called to do this work, I worked with my guides and angels, and I said, please keep me in integrity, and please bring me those individuals. You know I can help you know, that I will be able to, to help. Um, because you know, a lot of times you could bring in energy that doesn't align with your truth and your purpose in your work. And I always tell people that this isn't for everyone, especially for those who don't have a a belief system around it. So my goal is I always just keep a, an intention from the heart to do my work from the heart and always allow it to be from the platform of love.
0: So then when the haters come, how do you handle it?
1: Oh goodness! Well, we've had a few on like my Facebook lives, yeah. And my com- community—they know now—is they just send the hearts, and I mean, we just upload hearts of love on there. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> you know, like I always have. Oh, look, everybody! It looks like we have a spiritual heckler in the house. Let's <laughs> do what we do to welcome them, and we just start <laughs> sending the hearts. So that's one thing I apply love to it to answer that i apply love
0: that's beautiful
1: and when there is resistance to that love of course you know with love they'll you know they'll be resistant and then they'll Mm -hmm. say um, well what god do you serve and you know you're this and you're that and i'm like i am love and you are welcome to this you're welcome on this community you're welcome in my energy but i request that you respect that as i respect you and so it's all about respect and knowing where they come from. And I think one time you and I had a discussion about speaking their language. Yeah. Because it's really deeply we're, we are all one. And deeply we all come from love. You know, some people will say their love comes from God or Jesus. And others will say it come, their love comes from another source like the universe or Buddha. And deeply we really are all one. And so with all of that, I try to stay in an area of love. But usually what happens in my community when we do get that and we send the hearts, they get so distracted. That they go away, and it's really about raising energy and frequency.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, that's just fear, right? What, right? what they're what they're what they're bringing to the table, and I think that's really good advice for any business, any of the the soul businesses, is to hit them with love.
1: Absolutely, right?
0: Hit them with love and meet them where they are, and work with them to raise the vibration rather than meeting them. And when I say meet them where they are, I don't mean go lower into that into that vibration right. what I mean is speak to them in a, in a language in a way in which they can you can help raise their vibration
1: exactly exactly, where you can raise the frequency and the vibration by speaking the language of love mm-hmm. and you know there was one time where I did have to ask someone to to leave the community, but I did it I did it with love, you know, and um again. Our communities, I'm also including yours, it's a safe place. It's a safe place for people to come. And so if someone does come in and they're trying to be resistant to that, then, you you know, I I just lovingly say, I don't think that we're a match. I don't think we're a match for you, but I send you love and light and you're on your way. (laughs) So
0: what's next for you? You have built a six-figure business. You are living your, what, what, you know, in my tradition, we call your dharma. Uh You're living your path. Yes. What do you want for your life and your business
1: next? I think you mentioned it so beautifully when you said I built a six-figure business out of doing what I love. And that whole thing is I manifested. I've been manifesting for six years. So I'm going to continue to trust the process and manifest my way. And it's it's like creating. Of course, you're the creator here and um, you always share about conscious creations and creating. And so I'm going to continue to trust my vibes and my intuition to lead me to what's next. Um, and again, that whole thing with reaching six figures last year That was actually something I did um, with a manifesting ritual that I do. And I wanted to see just how close I could come. And so it's really about believing in yourself. And so I really believe in my gifts and I believe in the abilities around my gifts and my practice. And so I feel like what's next for me is I'm going to keep, Keep on keeping on, my love, and I'm just going to take it one day at a time. But I do have intentions for expansion and writing and more coaching and being more on a platform where I can be accessible to many through classes and and beautiful, beautiful elements like that. So I feel like that's what's next. And it's all about it starts with manifesting.
0: You know, part of me asked that because, uh, what, what our audience doesn't know is that I'm your business coach. You are,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yes, best ever, guys. Best ever. Want to sit with Nick? Sit with Nick. You'll love it.
0: <laughs> so I was really curious, honestly, as a, as, a, as your coach, as your friend, as a colleague where you saw the vision going forward and it's going to be bright and beautiful. I know that it is. So thank Uh, thank you so much for being here today. I so appreciate you and all of the gifts that you're sharing with everyone. I have another question for you actually. Sure. How can somebody become more intuitive?
1: Wow. That's a beautiful question. I get asked that often. Mm -hmm. It's usually with, with, um, emails that say, could I just have 15 minutes of your time? I just, that's why I feel like I'm going to be more out on a platform where I can give people in masses 15 minutes or more of my time. But how, how can you become more intuitive is the question.
0: Yeah, especially for your business, because this is a business podcast, obviously. How can you become more intuitive in your business?
1: That's the whole thing. It goes back to understanding the level of the soul language and what understanding what intuition is to begin with. And the word psychic actually comes from a Greek derivative that means of the soul. And so when you understand that you're really coming back to, you're going back to essence, you're going back to basics, you start with understanding your soul on a soul level, more so on understanding yourself in a logical understanding or level. So I would, for anyone who wants to be more intuitive in all areas of their life, not just even light working or in business but in all areas relationships foundation and everything go back to source and what source means to you and sit with it and sometimes you know meditation for some people it it's really hard but sit with it for 30 seconds to begin with sit with it for a minute to begin with and then just kind of go from there and then What you will find, Nick, is that you will get the inner guidance and that's your guidance that's your higher self and that's your angels and guides guiding you to the next course, the next lesson. So in order to know yourself spiritually, and again, spiritual progress is is a process. So understand that it's, um, it's a staircase and you're taking one step at a time. And you're trusting your own instincts and your intuition. You know, I never um, tell anyone what they need. I always ask them to ask themselves what they need because inside you have the tools and you already know. Some people feel like they need outside sources that help them build their psychic skills and their intuition and others when they are able to tap into their essence and their truth of who they are, they already know. There's that knowing, and that knowing is your consciousness.
0: Okay, that's interesting. That just explains some things to me about my own process. You know, I always say I'm not, I'm not a professional. I don't do it because I haven't studied it in that sense. Right. I've studied, obviously studied a path of yoga. Right and yes, that has intuition built into it. Right, it
1: does organically.
0: Organically, as you as you go up the ladder, the 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 the, the steps and stages. But I've never studied mediumship, and so I think that's part of the reason why I've never considered or called myself a medium.
1: Yes, right. You know what I'm saying? I do.
0: And and so. That's interesting. It's really about creating my own language is what you're saying.
1: Right, exactly. And one thing that I've explained to others is I was on a path and I actually tried to sign up for a course three times. And you, it was it, it's, it's at a college in England. Three times a shift happened where I did not get to go and take that course. And later, I realized that my divine team really wanted me to learn from a fourth and fifth dimensional understanding of psychic development and mediumship within myself. Yeah. So, my teachers were the unseen, and that's the way it needed to be. And again, I absolutely promote psychic development. There's some amazing teachers and amazing institutes out there, but for me, My guidance was to trust everything that I had inside of me to learn from that scale so it could stay authentic, so it could stay organic. One thing that you need to understand if you do seek help from any other institution or any other psychic development course, always remember the organics and the authenticity that's within you it's a tool it's another tool
0: yeah again this is just like business because what i say to people all the time is yes you yes learn the structure learn the market the latest marketing funnel learn all of that but you have to tune in and use your intuition to know is this right for my business and how
1: exactly exactly or how can i apply what i learned to the truth of what i know and who i am
0: oh Preach,
1: preach, preach. Yay, I know. Well, and thank you. But uh, you know, and that's why sometimes I can tell what course somebody took if they're if they're just if they stay structured in their gifts. And right. you know, I'm all over the place. I'm you know, I'm I'll share with people you're not gonna ever get me spinning an elaborate or emotional story. Um, Because I've got to always stay with what I have. And sometimes the messages might come in choppy, but we always figure them out. You know, I'm not going to be on a script and spin some type of story um, to dive into your emotions. You know, we, we need to stay into a soul space with it.
0: Stay in authentic integrity.
1: Exactly. Authentic integrity. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why I adore you is because you oh. do stay in your integrity and you're authentic to who you are. So where can people find you? Oh,
1: goodness. Well, I am all over the place. I'm just about on every corner of that Internet there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my website is com. We'll put that in the show notes. Oh, oh great. Well, thank you. And you can get me on Facebook under Alisa Spiritual Medium and Transformational Coach. And then I am under Instagram, under Alisa Insights. Somebody had already had Alisa Insights, so I had to add the S. So if you do see me, find me on Instagram, it's plural. <laughs> and if you find me on my website... It's singular, (laughs) Elisa Insight.
0: Okay, well, we will put all that in the show notes so that everyone can reach out to you for a session, a reading, a coaching, and um, just to follow you, to to, to follow your beautiful community and your radiant light. So
1: it's all about community. And I'm just so happy. So thank you for that. Thank you so much, Nick.
0: Thank you so much for being here. And we'll see you soon.
1: My pleasure. Much love.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review so other solopreneurs like yourself can find us.